Welcome to the Wellness Members Club. What is the Wellness Members Club? This is your safe space to get real with yourself. Where you get vulnerable and you feel validated. And an aesthetically pleasing place to talk about the ugly truth of life. Welcome Welcome to the club, club, sis. Hello, hello, guys. We are so excited to have you back. Welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Members Club. It is our Together Week, so you have myself and you have Nicole, and we are ready to get into setting some boundaries because both of our bitch asses had to do that this week. So (laughs) welcome to the freaking club as we get into it. So to start off this episode, what is well and what is unwell? Abby, you want to go first? Yes, I will start with what is unwell because I will unravel the bad news first. But honestly, it wasn't too bad. It's I started Pilates training, which has been fun. But I've also very quickly realized I'm very unflexible, if that is a word. So my spine is questioning each decision I've made over the last few days. And then my well is that I've been actually facing a lot of my shit and working through it. And it's been really really amazing to see myself get out on the other side. Although some days feel like really anxious and heavy and unwell. Um, It's fun getting through it and actually challenging myself to grow. But what about you? What's well? I love that. I think my well is similar. Recently, I've been practicing what I preach and I've just been having a lot of breakthroughs. That feels really good. And then what is unwell is... It was funny because I had my friend over and I was like, I feel really irritable right now. And then 10 seconds later, I hit my nail on the door and it, you know, when it cracks like halfway down your finger. That hurts so badly. I don't even know what my nail situation is. Like I have tips on, but not really. But anyways, it started bleeding. We'll get into an episode about manifesting at some point, but it's like the second that you're like, I'm irritable. And the universe is like, here's a broken nail, bitch. And it's just that, that's how that goes. But let's get into this week's episode because this one is hot and heavy and we are ready. So, Nicole? Setting boundaries. Okay, so setting boundaries is simply about communicating needs for healthy interaction to someone else and are the limits and rules that we set for ourselves within our relationships. So if you don't set healthy boundaries, you're likely to constantly be at the mercy of others and you allow others to tell you how to think, act, and feel. And we're going to get into the different types of boundaries. So there's rigid boundaries, porous boundaries, and healthy boundaries. And to start off with rigid, if you have two rigid boundaries, you might not ask for help when you need it, avoid close relationships to minimize rejection, be perceived by others as detached or cold, or you tend to isolate yourself. People might describe you as unavailable, closed off, or inflexible, and you might have adopted a my way or the highway motto or give off an ice queen vibe. (laughs) (laughs) I used to be an ice queen myself. But Abby, do you want to give maybe a personal example when you had two rigid of boundaries? Yeah, absolutely. A time in my life where I've had too rigid of boundaries is where someone would do something that would bother me and I wouldn't even know how to communicate it. And I would just like completely ice them out. It was usually around my physical boundaries when I was younger and I wasn't ready to be sexually active. Someone would try something and I'd be like, oh my God, you're disgusting. They crossed the line and I would just cut them out and they'd have no explanation. I would just disappear from their life. And all it would have taken was a communication to be like, hey, I'm not ready for that. And I'm sure they would have been like, okay. 
you know? So that was a time where I was probably too rigid, but what about yourself? So when I was younger with friendships, I had really bad communication just in general with friends Mm -hmm. and for standing up for myself. So there was multiple times and close friends where they would do something that upset me and I would not, they would confront me about it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like, no, I'm good. And obviously I was not good at all. And then I would just cut them out of my life. And looking back at that, I was like, why did I do that? And I was actually upset and really lost a close friend when I could have literally just had a conversation. And I'm also currently reading The Boundary Boss, which is perfect timing for this episode. But she mentioned in the beginning of the book, she was like, you need to learn how to have boundaries. We don't pop out of the womb. Like that's like popping out of the womb, knowing English. Like you have Mm -hmm. to learn what are healthy boundaries. And a lot of us in our homes and with our friends don't learn that. It's up to you to really learn how to set these healthy boundaries. And this is why we're here today. When you look back on what you did when you were younger, we have to give ourselves so much grace too, because those rigid boundaries were usually just because we didn't know how to have emotional intelligence yet. So it's understandable. But what about porous? Porous boundaries. So if you have two porous boundaries, you might overshare your personal information, say yes when you want to say no, find yourself taking on or overly investing in the problems of others or putting up with disrespectful or abusive behavior. And people will probably describe you as overly accommodating, conflict averse, or very, very nice. And you might give off the vibe of a pushover or a peacekeeper. Mm -hmm. And you're really going to be influenced by other people's thoughts, feelings, and problems potentially more than your own. And porous boundaries are being codependent. Mm -hmm. So if you struggle with codependency or perfectionism, you're going to have porous boundaries. So that's also something to look at. Absolutely. And what about the third? The third is healthy boundaries. So if you have healthy boundaries, you are going to value your own thoughts and opinions, feel comfortable asking for or accepting help, know when to share personal information and with whom, and can accept and respect the boundaries of others, including someone saying no to a request. So people are going to describe you as dependable, trustworthy, confident. If you have healthy boundaries, others feel safe and at ease in your presence. You keep your word, communicate effectively, and take responsibility for your own happiness, not emotionally reactive. And for example, when you receive a late night call from a family member who shares unsettling news, you decide to sit with your feelings about it until the morning instead of sending out a crazy text to your best friend after midnight or springing into action mode because you can't bear feeling helpless. So you're very capable of managing your emotions on your own and you're not going to be super reactive, porous, or too rigid. That's really good. And I see such a difference in myself now that I have healthy boundaries versus when I was either so rigid when I was a teenager or super porous, even like a year ago, even six months ago, even freaking two months ago, as you study boundaries a little bit more. And the book you mentioned, which we'll drop in the show notes, Boundary Boss by Terry Cole. It's so helpful to know the difference and be able to grow into a healthy boundary setter. So just know that if you feel like you're more rigid or you're more porous right now, listening to this episode and the resources we provide will help you become a person of healthy boundaries. But Nicole, Do you have an example of healthy boundaries in your life? Recently with a friend, they were treating me in a way where I felt like it was not really giving me enough and I felt not respected by something that they did. And then I just communicated that Mm -hmm. and we hashed it out and just casually communicated that rather than me either shutting down and totally turning cold against them or... Mm -hmm. 
just not saying anything and being a pushover. I mean, I said how I was too rigid before in that example, but I also really struggled with porous boundaries. And I think different people kind of brought out different boundary sides of me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in romantic relationships, I was extremely codependent in one of them for a two-year relationship. So I struggled in that. And then also just friendships. I had one friend specifically where she would do a lot of things that were almost malicious and I just wouldn't say anything. I would play dumb. But the whole time I knew I was like, I'm not okay with this. But I Everyone continued has, being friends with her. It's the Regina George. Like everybody at some point in life has had a Regina George. And like right when I said that, I was like, oof, I knew two were in my upbringing. Clear mm-hmm. as day. Yeah, that's, those are perfect examples. And I can also relate in romantic relationships. Now, if something comes up, I'm right away addressing it. I'm not letting that shit sit in my body and boil up and frustrate me. I'm having a healthy boundary and I'm communicating, hey, what you said made me uncomfortable or hey, what you did makes me uncomfortable. I need you to be more mindful of it versus just letting them act freely. Because the thing with boundaries, which we'll get into as we go along, is that boundaries are there to protect your life versus to hold you away from having one. So they're there to make your life healthy and livable and content versus isolate you from having a life. But now that we've shared the boundary types, which we said were rigid, porous, or healthy, I think we should go over the five areas where boundaries should be set because I know a lot of you listening are curious about where do you even start. I would look at these five general categories, which are physical, sexual, material, mental, and emotional. And when any of these boundaries are crossed, we're in trouble. So starting with physical boundaries, your most basic physical boundary is your body. This includes who is permission to touch you and how, plus how much personal space you require. And then sexual boundaries, you get to decide what level of sexual touch is acceptable, as well as where, when, and with whom it can happen. Material boundaries is you determine how others may or may not access your material possessions. So this includes whether you lend your money, your clothes, your car, or other things to friends or relatives and under what conditions. Mental boundaries is you define your thoughts, values, and opinions. In order to have mental boundaries, though, you must first know what you believe. Mm -hmm. So that other episode where we were talking about knowing your core values, this is all going to tie together. Then mm-hmm. emotional boundaries, you alone are responsible for your feelings just as others are responsible for theirs. So healthy emotional boundaries prevent you from giving spontaneous criticism or unsolicited advice, and they prevent you from blaming others for how you feel. And on the flip side, from accepting blame for emotions that are not yours. And like I said before, you're not going to be emotionally reactive when you have emotional boundaries. And you're also not going to take someone coming at you that is being emotionally reactive. Yeah. And to get into that, emotional boundaries usually protect you from projection. A lot of people like to project their emotions, although it has nothing to do with you. And when you have strong emotional boundaries, you can fall back on those to make sure that you keep yourself safe and regulated. But with what you just said, I think it'd be really great to fall into that common signs of weakness or non-existent boundaries. And although I have this as number eight, I want to move it to number one because it really correlates to what you just said. And that was, you find yourself taking on or overly investing in other people's problems. That is a big one. It is one thing to be empathetic. It's another to be somebody's emotional dumpster. I know more times than I can even freaking count, even up until recently, I would let people just word vomit, dump their whole day on me, even though I didn't even have the mental capacity to handle it. And I would just swallow their shit, find myself drained and depleted, not even know what to do with it. So 
let's put number one as finding yourself taking on or overly investing in other people's problems. Number two, constantly feeling burnout or fatigued. That is because you don't know your bandwidth. You're probably agreeing to things too often. You're overcommitting. Then number three is resentment is building up. You are feeling yourself being extremely resentful, really bothered. You've probably overly tolerated things. Number four is oversharing. You are pouring out too much bullshit to people. You are letting everyone know the ins and outs of your relationship. Your every little detail of an argument you have to the general public or the cashier at the freaking grocery store. Five is you're putting up with abusive behavior. You're doing it with a smile on your face more than likely just because you want to keep that person content. Number six is agreeing to things that you don't want to do and saying yes when you mean to say no. The last one is you are feeling consistently taken advantage of. And I can relate to this because I am a person that overly shared money and let people take advantage of that and come to me whenever they thought they could because I'm a generous person. So that makes me feel consistently taken advantage of. And that is a boundary that needs setting. So again, those are common signs of weak or non-existent boundaries. But Nicole, because you're becoming the queen of setting boundaries, how do you even set them? So setting boundaries is more for you and not the other person. So coming from the boundary bomb, an old boundary bomb, like I know how it is to feel like a bitch setting that boundary, feel uncomfortable setting a boundary and really just not want to do it. Right. But how I started getting comfortable with it is I would, when something would upset me or I felt resentment towards something, or I feel anger towards something, sitting down with myself first. So being emotionally regulated, not just being emotionally reactive when I feel resentment towards someone or something. And then setting a boundary of what do I need here for myself to be happy? Because it's really easy, like when you're a people pleaser and the points that you just mentioned, you're putting other people's thoughts and feelings towards you in front of yours. So really just thinking for yourself and what do I need in this moment to really move forward and feel happy with this person or the situation is how I started doing it and just getting comfortable with you're not being a bitch. You're just respecting yourself. Another really important thing to remember when you're setting your boundaries is that you need to recognize what you're comfortable with and what you aren't, which means that you need to spend some time reflecting on your needs, values, and feelings. So in a previous episode, we talked to you about how to establish what your values are, but you really need to know how you want to feel and what you need. A big thing around boundaries is that it usually affects the closest people to you. So that's usually relationships or friendships. So I talk about relationships a lot because I'm a person that really loves to connect with somebody and loves to be in love. So with relationships, you have to really establish what your needs are. And then you can re-go through that list and you can ask yourself, what are things that I could tolerate them not doing? And that has to be the only thing that you're willing to let go versus just being okay with them just doing a mishmash of nothing and never actually reaching your needs. So Setting boundaries also has to reflect with what your needs are, what your values are, and what your wants out of life are as well. And that leads me into the role of self-awareness as well, because regular check-ins need to be very, very regular. Because as you said, like, yeah, I mean, I can list off right now in a romantic relationship what I'm okay and not okay with, but then I start 
dating Billy Bob in December and he does something that was never thrown my way and I'm actually not okay with it. So really checking in with yourself regularly and be like, do I feel resentment towards this situation or this person? Or am I not really comfortable with that? Or like, does this really not make me happy? And I'm just going through the motions right now. So asking yourself about what you're tolerating and just reassess your boundaries is super important. A key way to know also, if you're feeling out of alignment and you feel confused and so disassociated from your reality, like this can't be my life. And you're questioning if this is reality more than likely it's because you have a lack of boundaries and you're living to appease other people. So that's a really key way to know. And then you want to go through working on your boundary types, building out what your values are, building out what your needs are, because that's a sure way to know (laughs) that you need some boundaries as well. And one of the things that I love to say well, as of literally today, because I looked up the quotes before we got on this episode, is no <laughs> is a complete sentence. And I think that is so good because you need to know when to say no. Earlier, we said about agreeing to things you don't want to do and saying yes when you seem to say no is a sign of a weak or non-existent boundary. It so is. Like, say no. That's it. Say no. Tell people no. And it's a complete sentence. And you don't need to explain yourself any further than that. Unless you feel like it. But more than likely knows. No. 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 That's a big thing no for me. That is a no for me. Also, because I'm feeling quotey, the only people who get upset about you setting boundaries are the ones who benefited from you having none. And that is why the role of self-awareness is so important and why you need to ask yourself if there's any areas of your life that you feel like you're tolerating some freaking bullshit. (laughs) That's going to take it away to Nicole. I don't know why, but you're making me laugh so hard right now. Like, I'm just in a silly, goofy mood, but you're making me laugh. But you're so right. (laughs) And I want to retouch on how lack of boundaries is directly correlated to your lack of self-identity because you mentioned people pleasing, you know, who people pleases people that don't have a strong self-identity. So if we're starting at square one, writing down your core values and getting clear on who you are, what your morals are, what your wants and needs are, what your goals are is going to be square one of this. And then honestly, it will probably all fall into place. A really good thing that I would like to touch on. I know you brought it up a little bit ago about how you feel bitchy when you set a boundary or you tell somebody what your needs are. And that's such a big thing. And it's because there's so much internal guilt that shows up when you're going from people pleaser with really porous boundaries to a healthy person that takes no shit and knows who they are. I know for myself, when I first started setting boundaries with people like family members, or friends, it felt like I wanted to puke and die inside when I would have to send a text message letting people know how I freaking felt. I would literally feel pure nausea up to my throat, this feeling that I needed to run away and hide when I would tell somebody that something they did made me uncomfortable. And now when I think back to that, I'm like, holy shit, why why do we put ourselves through that? Like, why do we allow that to happen? We get to ourselves to such a point of no boundaries that we feel so much discomfort just speaking up for ourselves. Like, it's not the most bizarre concept that we have to feel pain and suffering just to say, hey, I don't like the way you talk to me. That's the most yeah. bizarre thing, but it's to know that that's going to come up. It's to be realistic that you're going to feel guilty. It's going to feel uncomfortable. I was thinking about this the other day, actually, because I just set a boundary where I felt bitchy before I did it. But what's actually bitchy is if I don't say anything at all, and just never say anything to them again because I feel so uncomfortable stating how I feel and setting a boundary. Like that is what's bitchy, having too yeah. rigid of boundaries. So you're actually respecting yourself and them by just saying, 
hey, this actually isn't really okay with me. And if you're not okay with that, then I mean, yeah, that's that. Then, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, at least try. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to give people the opportunity to respect you, but they don't know what your needs are unless you tell them. Like you don't go to a restaurant. I think I gave you this example the other day. You don't go sit down at a restaurant and stare at the waiter and wait for them to give you the food you want. No, you have to communicate with them what your expectations are of them. So when someone does you wrong, you have to tell them, hey, you really crossed the line here. That's a boundary I didn't want you to press on. Please don't do that again. For them to be like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm so sorry. Like I know that now I won't do it, right? Obviously you're going to get pushback sometimes from people that don't want to pay attention to your boundaries because they were getting away with you not having any in the past. But you have to know that you have to give them the opportunity to be communicated. And like you said, you're doing yourself a favor and the other person, but also a lack of boundaries with people. Like I say for myself, for the people that come to me for money or take advantage of my generosity is that I'm wrongfully enabling that person to never be responsible. I am wrongfully enabling them to never actually show up for themselves when times get hard because I'm teaching them that they can always fall back on me. So my lack of boundaries is actually causing them harm in their life because they're never going to get ahead because they always think that, you know what, Abby's my outlet. And I think that's something to really lean back on is boundaries will actually be for your better good and the people around you as well. Yeah. And closed mouths don't get fed. So we got to open our mouths. Favorite saying, closed mouths don't get fed. And another one of my favorite sayings that I'm going to drop again, because it applies to every fucking thing in life that I do. And it is my life model. And I'm going to tattoo it on my fucking forehead is you don't get what you deserve. You get what you prepare for. And I need to reiterate it because it's not that I don't believe that you don't deserve something. It's that I don't think you're going to get it unless you make space for it. So the only way to get what you want in life is to speak up for it. So if you have a lack of boundaries in your relationship and you want that relationship to be healthy, Better make some space for some boundaries. You said when people would disrespect your boundaries, you need to constantly bring them back up because people are going to test the waters with your boundaries. Most people probably will. And you need to show up for yourself and stay consistent with them. Don't have shame in reinforcing them or don't get discouraged when you have to because it takes time to learn something. Like the first time you ride a bike, you're falling off. So you can't expect people to know the first day when they do something wrong. They might cross that line one time. Two times it's okay. But another thing I want to say around all of this is be okay with the discomfort, lean into the discomfort, like come to us, go fill out our anonymous situation submission. If you're needing some help on how to address a text message with somebody about a boundary that you're trying to set, say somebody's pissing you off, you don't know how to communicate it. Say your boss at work, you don't know how to communicate with them that they need to respect your time more. We're here for that. So please submit it on our website. But before I let you go and before Nicole wraps us into an amazing prompt, which we'll do with how to set your boundaries, I want to bring up, and that is time. (laughs) And I want to bring up time because having boundaries around time means that you know what your bandwidth is and what you can handle, which also really applies to relationships. It applies to friendships. It applies to work. So that means if the Monday you just worked 10 hours straight, you're burnt out and a friend calls you and they want to word vomit and dump on you the emotions that they've gone through or their boyfriend's upsetting them. And you know that you don't have the emotional capacity or mental capacity because you're just so burnt out from the long day of work that you just had. You need to be able to say, Hey, I don't have the time or space for this right now. I will, I'm here for you on any other occasion. I don't have it right now. Text me later. Or like, let's hop on a call later. Have no shame in telling people they don't have time for it. And also with plans, if someone drops plans on you, like, Hey, I want to do this next week. Don't feel shame saying, no, you can't go say, 
look, I'm going through a lot of changes right now in life. It's not that I want to say no this time, but can we do something in three or four weeks? And you give them another option. So knowing your bandwidth, knowing what you can commit to and what you can't commit to, avoiding overcommitment is super important. So just make sure you're being really mindful of your time. And although we want to say yes to people, we don't want to let them down. We want to attend their events. It is okay to say no to them. And remember that no is a complete sentence. Unless it's our friend, sometimes you got to explain a little bit further, but no is a complete sentence. (laughs) That also just made me think about when you don't put the time into yourself and fill up your own cup. Like, let's say when my friend does come to me and I keep saying, yes, yes, yes. Like I'm filling up Becky's cup from my Mm -hmm. empty cup. So I'm not even really helping her. Boundaries around time is really going to help you actually show up even better for the people in your life. Yeah, because you'll start showing up half-ass if they're expecting of you and you don't have it to give. So it's better to just tell them, hey, my cup's empty. I have nothing to pour right now. And see you next week, Becky. (laughs) That's how I get it. But not right now. Yeah. Seven days from now, I will, Becky. I'm back. (laughs) So anyways, Nicole, please lead us away into our prompts. All right, perfect. So to get into our journal prompt, this is a good one. Pretty simple, but I think we'll shed light on where the hell you need to set boundaries. Where in your life do you feel that you're tolerating things that you shouldn't be? And you can also think about anywhere you feel resentment or a little bit of anger or just a lot of fatigue around in your life. Yeah. Wherever you're feeling constant burnout and frustration, those are probably the areas you're going to want to jot down. Nicole, thank you for leading off with an amazing prompt. So Abby, can you close us out with a quote? Absolutely. I thought you would never ask. I've been waiting for this moment my entire life. But the difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything by Warren Buffett. And that is so true. So if you are on the road to success, you have a lot of dreams, you have a lot of ambitions, you better learn your new favorite word. And that is no. And it is only two letters. You cannot forget how to spell it. So anyways, Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Wellness Members Club. It has been an absolute pleasure laughing with you for episode five. We're so grateful to have you here. Next week is going to be an amazing episode as well. I'm not going to tease you what it is about because I forgot. But guys, we cannot wait to see you again. Bye, Boundary Bosses. (laughs) Thanks for attending the Wellness Members Club. Period. End of fucking story. (laughs) 